0: WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. The U.S. added 850,000 jobs in June, according to the Labor Department, despite the high number of job openings. Labor shortages persist, especially in manufacturing, hospitality, and retail. The shortage of workers is slowing the post-pandemic economic recovery. Joining me to discuss what's behind the labor shortage is Marty Eichenbaum. He's the co-director of the Center for International Economics and Development at Northwestern University. Hi, Marty. Hi, how are you doing? What's at the center of the labor shortage? Is it fear about coming into contact with people who don't want to wear masks?
1: The more the Delta variant becomes an issue, right, the more the concerns are about getting ill, God forbid, when you go back to work. Um, Maybe a month ago, there was less concern about that. So it's going to wax and wane the exact balance between those two forces, depending on the situation of the virus itself.
0: So 850,000 jobs created last month. Does that mean 850,000 people? back to work?
1: But- well, I mean, let's be clear. There's job openings and there's a number of jobs that were filled.
0: So what's the correlation between vacancies and labor shortages?
1: It's very high. Uh, you know, the, the simple uh, interpretation of a vacancy is a business is putting up a sign saying, look, we love to hire folks, uh, but we can't find them. And there's a question of how long it takes to find them um, and what wage you have to pay to find someone and get them. But there's a very high correlation between job vacancies, recovery, and the inability to find people to fill those jobs.
0: What kind of jobs are being opened right now?
1: Well, I think the the sectors that got hurt the most during COVID are the ones that are recovering the most quickly. And that would be the things that, you know, your listeners would expect. Restaurants, um, hospitality, um uh, all, all the things that they were afraid to do during the pandemic, they're less afraid to do now. They are doing those things. And those businesses are, thank God, recovering, but perhaps not as quickly as they would like.
0: So where have the workers gone? Why aren't they coming back to those food service or healthcare care jobs?
1: Uh, during COVID, two things happened. Workers got let go, unfortunately, from those industries. And they either found a job somewhere else, which was pretty tough, or... They left the labor force. What does that mean? You were a working mom, you have kids at home, you were looking for a job. At some point, you said, Look, thank God the government's giving me some unemployment. I can be at home, take care of my kids, they're not in school. All things considered, it's the right choice for me to be at home. Have to do.
0: What do you think business owners and lawmakers could do to attract people back into the workforce?
1: Well, in the short run, I think the market is going to work. And if 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 firms it's sort of President Biden said this, he said raise wages and that's not always possible. But it's certainly true that on the margin, if you pay more, you're going to get more workers, right? They're going to yeah. induce them to come from home. That's the market solution. The The other solution, which is tough and unpopular with a lot of people, is to say, you know, maybe we shouldn't wait until September. Now, the truth is, we're so close. Washington's not going to go back and repeal the current supplement to insurance. And so maybe we're just going to hang on till September. That extra unemployment will not be renewed. That will be unpopular with a bunch of people. But certainly other things equal will have the effect of inducing people to get back to work.
0: How is all of this affecting the economic recovery overall, would you say?
1: Well, two things. One is you can't produce output unless you have people to do it. You can substitute somewhat to automation to technology, and in some sectors that's easier, and in some sectors that's harder. Unfortunately, in the sectors that are having the problem right now, they are people intensive. Right? I mean, you can, uh, you know, do little some things in restaurants, uh, certain types of healthcare, certain kinds of manufacturing, but in the short run, if you can't get the people, you can't produce the stuff.
0: Marty Eichenbaum is co-director of the Center for International Economics and Development at Northwestern University. Thanks for being with us, Marty.
1: My pleasure.